Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Super excited to be here because today I want to teach you how you can get your first few referrals free. I know you are going to love it so, 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 so much. I promise. So, before I get started, I just want to share with you um, today marks, or oh, it must be day eight now. So this is the first day of week two of a little experiment that I'm running. And I have to say, I am really enjoying it. Um, I am documenting everything as I'm going because hopefully it's going to work <laughs> and I'll be able to share it with you and then you will be able to, you know, touch wood, get the results I'm getting. Um, so that's why I'm sort of documenting it all. And you know what? If it all goes pear-shaped, that's fine too because I'm documenting it. I'll be able to see, you know, what I could do differently next time and I'll just give myself another 30 days to do it. But so far, as I said, touch wood so good and I have to say um, this experiment that I'm doing now it has been um, so 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 helpful in getting me to be really consciously aligned with that harmonization and integration of the masculine and feminine I think I said last time you know I didn't realize how I'd sort of moved so much into the masculine um and I guess by bringing that balance back, oh, it's just been bliss. Like I, I, yep. And guess what else? Um, in other news, Gabe has been a little bit anxious lately. I don't know why. He's super anxious. Um, the little fella. And uh, yeah, he's. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, he gets quite frantic at night time now. Anyway, so I'm doing my very, very best and um, to keep him calm and reassure him. And, you know, I'm nearly finished my Reiki practitioner course. I'm loving it so much. I'm always doing a course. <laughs> um, but anyway, what I did the other night was I thought, I'm just going to give it a go. I'm just going to give it a go. And, you know, I did Reiki with Gabe. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Gabe's my fur baby. He's a dog. He's a Maltese cross something. Um, we don't know what because he was a rescue. And anyway, yeah, it worked. And he was out like a light in 10 minutes. So, of course, the next night I was like, oh, let's do it again. And it still worked. But then on night three, it was he was too far gone for me to – it was too late for me to do anything about it. Um, but anyway – Last night, he had a great sleep. We just made some little changes with the room and things like that. And yeah, great sleep. But the other thing about him, bless his cotton socks, is in his old age, he's decided he'll only eat food if it's hand fed. <laughs> I swear he's like Nero getting the grapes at the moment. <laughs> and he's refusing to eat any dog food. He's only wanting like human being food. And as I said, it has to be hand fed or he won't eat it so ugh, my life right um 
a fur baby mum life. <laughs> but what I want to talk with you about today, oh, if you can hear a buzzing sound in the background, a neighbour has just decided it'll be a great time to um, whip a snip. <laughs> so that's all that is. Hopefully you don't hear it too much. So how can you get some referrals free? Well, I'm going to teach you. It's networking. That's it. It's networking. I think what happens though is sometimes we don't really know how to do that effectively. I know um, I used to think networking was you turn up somewhere and you start handing out business cards and that's networking, but it's not. Because here's the thing, to get referrals, you need to be in your feminine energy, right? The feminine is about receiving. So networking is not about you going there and talking all about yourself. Networking is going there in the feminine and listening, having the conversations, building relationships, establishing rapport, getting to know each other. So here comes the whippersnipping. <laughs> Sorry about this. Hopefully it's only for a moment. But anyway, um, yeah, if there's something that I can share with you, it would be before you let somebody know what you do and, and how you help, um, really think about connecting with them first. And then if it feels okay and it's appropriate and there's, you know, it's the right opportunity, then go ahead. Absolutely. And um, tell them a little bit about what you do and why you love it so much. Because um, when you're in the feminine, that's kind of a leaning back energy, right? It's a, um, it's a leaning back energy for you and it's a leaning forward energy of the other person. We want the other person to lean forward, to lean into us with interest because they want to know what we're doing. Um, if we come at networking from a masculine approach what's going to happen is you're going to push yourself onto other people you're going to start handing out business cards without listening to them and be more invested in what they can do for you than you can do for them um, and it's going to result in a you leaning forward energy and a them pulling back energy like think about if you've ever been in a um, shopping centre and people have been handing out things or wanting to do surveys and stuff like that, you know, in the middle of the walkway, they're coming at you. What's your natural inclination most of the time? It's to pull back, pull away, avoid you, um, walk to the other side so that they can, so you can avoid them. Um, all sorts of things you come up with to avoid that conversation. Um, so. You don't want to be in that space and you don't want to create that space for other people. So approach your networking from a feminine perspective. Don't make it about you, make it about them. So what does this look like in real life? Well, I believe that we've got two online communities at the moment, right? We've got Counselors Connect Australia and we've got the Australian Counselors in Private Practice Online. You can go into either of those groups and network at any time you like. And here's the thing, when we are networking, um, I want you to really think about connecting with the other person first. So think about asking them questions, find out what they do, who they serve or help work with, um, what modality, what they see, but also ask them about, um, you know, 
if they wish that they had someone to refer out what you know or what kind of presentations do they see that they need to be referring out or something like that um, try and understand what it's like in their private practice through their eyes and guess what if they're um, saying oh well you know I work in this area but um, I, I sometimes get referrals for this and I'm not really sure where to send them you can say hey that's my niche that's my area I can help you out there and then they're going to invite you to talk about your practice right this is the feminine energy. So I think when people say, I don't like selling, I don't like marketing, and I really don't like networking, I think it's just because um, it hasn't really been approached from the feminine. I think, as we were saying in a previous episode of this podcast, that for many of us, we grew up thinking or seeing or under the impression that selling was typically, well, this was my experience, selling was typically done by men, not women. Um, and that, you know, everything about it was sleazy. I mean, you know, mad men, <laughs> car salesmen, all those sorts of things. Um, and that just never had a good name. Selling just never had a good name. And um, the other thing I can remember is my own experiences of door-to-door salespeople. Um, I remember once I was really young, right? I, I think I was maybe 12 years old my mum's vacuum cleaner had broken down and this guy came to the front door he looked exhausted he was wearing a short sleeve yellow shirt and brown pants and um, he had a red vacuum cleaner oh, he didn't have anything with him that's right it was in the car and he he comes and I my mum says can you go and answer the door so I answered the door right and this guy's standing there and he says um oh yeah I've got some questions to ask you about your um, vacuum cleaner. And I'm thinking, why is he asking me about that? But I'm answering them because I'm naive and I'm, I'm young and I don't know what's going on. And then he says that um, he reckons he could get some of the dirt out of the carpet. <laughs> you know where this is going, right? So I go, oh, okay. And then I said, well, I'll need to get my mum's permission because I'm not allowed to have anybody in the house without her permission. So if you could just wait there. And he says, um, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll go out to the car and I'll get the vacuum cleaner I said okay so then I told my mum I run back inside and I told my mum 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 you know I've, I've arranged it so this guy's going to vacuum the carpet for you and it's going to look like brand new again and you're going to love it it's going to be awesome it's going to be great you know all this and my mum's just like what have you done Do, you didn't say he could come inside did you and I said yes <laughs> So I didn't know it was a sales pitch. And next thing you know, he vacuums like a little bit of the carpet and he had so much trouble with his vacuum cleaner. Um, Like parts of it wouldn't attach properly and then it wasn't working properly. And he was getting very, very flustered and very, very, you know, he was trying to be professional about it, but you could tell he was about to lose it. (laughs) And then he had to sit down at the table with my mum and talk through like the price and everything <laughs> and my mum had to sit there um and yeah I had to sit there because my mum said to me oh no you're not going anywhere you're gonna stay here and listen to this and so that was my sort of uh, um really early experience of well, I was gonna say being subjected to but it wasn't because I invited it in but that was my very first experience of 
selling or being sold to and so <laughs> kind of leaves an impression right and I don't know if you had a similar experience with door-to-door salesmen the other thing and I'm showing my age now but the other thing that we used to get was um, Encyclopedia Britannica <laughs> so every year these two guys would come along and they'd have a, um, a sample copy of one of the letters of the alphabet and it'd be all leather bound with gold embossing on it and stuff like that and they talk to us or want to talk to us about the Encyclopedia Britannica but we didn't see them after a while because when computers were invented which actually was not that long ago let's be honest it was like 20 years or something and we didn't have the internet and you know all this sort of stuff but um I remember my very first computer I got it when I was studying at university so I think they must have come out in well, from the ninety, from the mid nineties, because that's when I was at uni, and um, I remember getting this computer. I thought it was amazing because it had one meg of memory. <laughs> anyway, it came with a CD-ROM, which um, you could do all sorts of fun things with. But anyway, and um, one of the um, CDs that came with the computer was called Encarta, and Encarta was the whole encyclopedia on a CD-ROM. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't see the Encyclopedia Britannica guys after that anymore. Um, and I didn't have to go through a sales pitch to get my Encarta. <laughs> it just arrived. But anyway, the reason that I'm sharing that with you is to illustrate how our early experiences of being sold to can affect our beliefs around what selling to is like and um, I think that it's really helpful for us to be aware of this and to do some of that inner work so that when you do go and network um, you're going to be able to seriously truly build some genuine relationships here. Um, I think the thing is that in order for networking to work for your private practice, I would encourage you to have um, maybe three practitioners in your group, no more than say four or five. And the reason for that is because I want you to connect with people that work in totally different areas with you. There's no point if you're doing trauma counselling of you connecting with other trauma counsellors because that's not necessarily going to be as effective as if you're working with grief and loss or you're collaborating with sorry collaborating with grief and loss counselors or you're collaborating with couples counselors the more variety you can get in your network the more effective the networking becomes when it comes to exchanging referrals with each other the other thing too is you need to really commit to your little bubble your little network um, of you know three to five practitioners you really need to connect um, commit to that um, you have to have a genuine desire to want to give before you take and you have to have a genuine desire to feel joy and happiness when you give out a referral and when you see their practices growing because that is going to allow you to receive even more um, so don't always expect or hope or wish because that energy is repellent. We want to be in an energy that's going to result in the attraction of inquiries and clients and referrals from your network, okay? So commit to doing it, commit to supporting the people in your little network 
and commit to the private practice, okay? Commit to helping others and commit to expanding their networks with them because networks, expanding their client lists, their client databases, their their client referrals, their businesses, commit to that because the more you can help them fill their diaries, the more they're going to help you fill yours. It's a two-way, that's what flow is, right? It's It goes two ways. Um, and then the last thing, of course, is to have a really optimistic and positive mindset. You're only going to get out of a network what you put into it. And they do, and they can take time to cultivate. So something else that can be really, really helpful is to create a time where you all agree to check in with each other whether or not that's you know for half an hour a week for the first few weeks just while you're all getting to know each other um have a look at each other's business um websites have a look at each other's psychology today profiles print off each other's information go through your recent inquiries anybody that you didn't accept maybe reconnect with them and say hey i know i said that i couldn't help you because it was out of my area or was out of my scope of expertise but I do have a colleague um, who can absolutely help you and they have availability you could start a um, spreadsheet on google drive and let each other know what your availability looks like for the week you could give each other your booking links to your diaries um, and you know make referrals that way there are so many ways that you can support each other as i said you just need um, a few people in your network that you want to work with and that um, don't do what you do. So if you want to create a network and you're in one of those two communities of mine, you know, go ahead and put the call out. Say, hey, you know, listen to this podcast. I've decided I really want to create a network. I'm looking for five people um, that do not work in this niche because that's my niche. Um, and yeah, who are willing to and put down what you're looking for in a network, who are you know, aligned with my values, who want to grow their businesses, who da 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 da, um, who are happy to exchange referrals, all that sort of jazz, who are happy to build solid relationships with, you know, with other people in our little network. I'm hoping to get, you know, three people together um, plus myself. So that would be four of us. Do you know what I mean? So give it a go if you're inclined. But this is a really fast way to fill your diary and get referrals and inquiries without advertising, without doing paid work or anything like that. So it is super duper helpful. And now just getting on to something completely different now that I've left you with all how to do your networking and things like that. The other thing that I want to do is share with you um, an event that's been run by Dr. Vivian Colgrove. Now, it's called Tuning Relationships with Music and it's level one training. It's happening from the 6th of November to Sunday, the 27th of November. So... Um, Tuning Relationships with Music is an evidence-based therapy for parents who've experienced trauma as well as their adolescent children. And the focus of it is so cool. It helps them to really get the attuned and connected relationship that they want to have with each other and 
it kind of happens through the use of musical exercises. So much fun. So anyway, um, this PD is available to all professionals who are working in counseling and therapy with parents who've experienced trauma and their children. Um, the professionals do need to be qualified in a discipline that entitles them to achieved registration with their body. Um, but you don't have to be musical to participate. And there are three levels of the training. Um, yeah, so the level one training is the one that's coming up and you learn about the research and the evidence around nonverbal communication and how important and significant that is when we're promoting health and well-being in relationships and with adolescents and with parents. Um, you learn about additional nonverbal communication challenges for families that have a um, history of trauma. And you do all sorts of other things, including using music to assess nonverbal interaction and um, how to resolve conflict. And um, there's a bunch of um, things as well, like uh, understanding the rationale for using music as a way to address some of the more implicit, um, maybe emotional, but also somatic uh, processes that can drive conflict within a systemic framework um, there are also things that you can learn like how to clinically observe music-based assessments of things like parent-child interaction and conflict interaction and then how to take that information and use it in the important work that you do so i will put a link to this training in the show notes for you um, so that you can go and check it out it is online um, and I don't know, hopefully there'll be a recording available and things like that, but it certainly sounds really interesting and I just really, really, really wanted to share it with you. Um, and other than that, I think that's all for today. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Um, in case you're looking for mentoring and supervision, uh, do feel free to head over to resources.brooklynstorm.com uh, for some information because uh, I've just opened up new places for mentoring and supervision. As people finish up their programs, then I can open up more spaces. <laughs> so people are finishing in the next few weeks. So I want to get those places filled. Um, and yeah, I advertised, not advertised, I let everybody know about the mentoring program yesterday and one spot went already. So, um, and I've just put up a post today about the supervision. So if you're looking at either of those, um, do head over to the website. It's resources.brooklynstorm.com. Otherwise, have an awesome day. Um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. I appreciate you so, 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 so much. Bye for now. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.